do this or I don't. Like there's no, that's really what it came down to is I, I can't hide, you know, hide forever. It's not going to be successful if I don't. So I one day just decided like, okay, I'm gonna launch and this is what I did. So it really was just realizing that I, you know, I was hiding if I wasn't putting myself out there. Welcome to the Capital Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Brinkley. Each week, we hear from stay-at-home moms who earn at least $2,000 per month without having to miss out on any of the precious moments with their kids. I am excited to introduce you to today's guest, Heather Martinez. Heather has been a stay-at-home mom since giving birth to her daughter, Eliza, in mid-2019. After being let go while on maternity leave from her marketing agency job, she made the decision to not go back and instead start working for herself. The past two years have been a journey, but she has found her place as a marketing strategist. Through this new entrepreneur lifestyle, she has been able to steadily bring in $2,000 plus each month to continue to financially contribute to her household. Beyond the success she has found for herself, she has made it a goal to help other women entrepreneurs realize their dreams and work on their own terms. Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I am so excited to talk to you more about this working on your own terms. Now, do I have this right that you spend about 10 to 15 hours a week um, in your business and you're making $2,000 plus each month? Yes, that's correct. So um, it's on average about 10 hours, um, creeping up a little bit as I'm getting new clients, though. That is awesome. And I want you to just share with us a little bit about your journey to becoming a stay-at-home slash work-at-home mom. I have got to come up with a new term for this because I'm like, stay-at-home mom doesn't really fit, but either is work-at-home mom because I feel like work-at-home mom is like you're working all the time while the kids are just running circles around you. And that's not really right either, so... But tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming in this lifestyle. Yeah, um, and I'm right there with you with the stay-at-home stay at home mom versus work at home. Um, it's kind of a tough call of what, what we really are, right? Yes. <laughs> Just always working. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I had my daughter in 2019 and was on maternity leave about to go back within a month and got the call that I wasn't coming back. Wow. Um, I should have been upset, but I wasn't because I, um, prior to having my daughter, I had no desire to stay home. I was like, no, I'm going back to work. I'm not one of those moms. Yeah. It turns out I am one of those moms. So, um, decided that, you know, instead of going back, I was just going to go into business for myself. Um, and my previous career had been in marketing agency. And so I just kind of went along that path and, decided to, I initially did a little bit of experimenting when I started out and I did some virtual assistance work. I did, you know, social media management and just kind of spent some time with those clients learning what I enjoyed, what I didn't. And I realized the day-to-day social media is a bit challenging for me because it's very monotonous sometimes. Um, So over time, I realized that strategy was my focus. 
And so I moved forward with, um, I'm a business strategist with a focus in marketing. So now I help my clients really, you know, create that solid foundation for their business. And I kind of launched this new aspect of my business in February of this year. So still kind of newer to that as well. Okay. I want you to talk a little bit more about those early days when you were doing some virtual assisting, social media management. How did you find those type of jobs or those type of clients? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So I, you know, I think when we all start this entrepreneurship journey, we're like trying to figure out like, how are we going to get started? How is the money going to come in? How are we going to find clients? And so I initially put myself out there um, with my friends and family and I said, Hey, like I'm open for opportunity. This is what I can do. Let me know. And I was actually pretty blessed that um, a, a woman that I'm friends with was like, Hey, like, you know, I can't personally use your services, but I'm in an industry. So she was a therapist. And so she put my name out there into a couple therapy groups to help with social media and VA services and that's actually how I landed my first two clients. Um, and as a matter of fact, about six months ago, I had someone reach out that had seen her post from 2019 that also wanted to work with me as well. So it really just started with putting myself out there, letting everybody I knew like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Like, I'd love to help where I can. Um, and then I just started networking beyond that. Um, so I would you know, set up coffee chats. Of course, COVID hit not too long after I started my business. So setting up coffee chats and um, just finding ways to market online and to network with others was a big impact. And from there, um, I started to quickly gain um, word of mouth following. And that's where a lot of, you know, I got a lot of referrals after that. I love that. And I want to talk a little bit more about that word of mouth. But before we do that, I also would like you to share, did you have any obstacles like fear, anxiety about initially putting yourself out there? And if so, how did you overcome that? Yeah, so I definitely had quite a bit of fear. Um, You know, I think sometimes, especially when we're not making a lot of money, we consider, consider a hobby versus, you know, this is my job. And so I really had to kind of overcome that, like, this is who I am, this is my business. And to be honest, um, initially, it was easy for me to kind of put myself out there as like, oh, I'm a freelancer, I do side gigs, right. Um, But when I wanted to really put forth fearless and address, which is my brand, I struggled a bit, because I I was worried of what people would think. Um, And especially with the name, it's such a bold name and a very specific name that, you know, it took me some time to really get comfortable with that. But I did realize like, you know, I either do this or I don't. Like there's no, that's really what it came down to is I, I can't hide, you know, hide forever. It's not going to be successful if I don't. So I one day just decided like, okay, I'm gonna launch and this is what I did. So it really was just realizing that I, you know, I was hiding if I wasn't putting myself out there. I love that. And I do love your name. It is very bold, fearless and address. How did you come up with that name? <laughs> so a couple of years ago, this is like, while I was still working at my regular nine to five, um, I had wanted to come up with this amazing name for my Instagram handle. And so I went through like probably 50 names and I did research on 
what people were, you know, like out of all the names, like do people have these similar names, like in their own business or whatever, um, and realize that Fearless and Address like had not been anywhere near touched. Nobody was using anything near that. And I was like, okay, this is it. This is my thing. Um, I didn't know exactly where it was going to go at the time, but I just knew that that was, there was a connection to that name. I love it. I want to talk a little bit more about the word of mouth um, referrals. And also you mentioned doing coffee chat. So I want to hear a little bit more about what that is. But I noticed on your website that one of the things that, um, one of your beliefs on there, it says, I believe business is about relationships, not follower accounts. And that's why I have a community for like-minded business owners. But I love that you say that because I'm not really a huge social media person as far as, you know, like I've barely been on Instagram. I do have a Facebook account, but I have minimal um, people on there, you know, just like the people that I'm very close to are on there. But tell, talk to us a little bit more about the relationship piece and the word of mouth referrals, because I think um, there's something to be said for building something organically. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so, you know, while I've been in the digital space for some time, I've seen a lot of, you know, funnels and different sales techniques. And a lot of it's not really geared around building relationships, um, or at least authentic relationships. I mean, it's about dropping in people's inboxes and trying to get them to like purchase your product or, you know, use your service. But in reality, I mean, the sales are really going to come from the people that know and trust you. And so for me, that's been really important to build these relationships. And so I do have the Facebook community. Um, this is also something I learned with. Um, I run a support group for fertility. And with that, I mean, it was all about community. And so that's kind of what taught me like, hey, like we need to really, you know, um, garner this trust before we move forward with people in our businesses. Um, so with that too, I've done a lot of coffee chats and the coffee chats are just, you know, an open conversation. I'm not trying to sell you anything, not trying to um, get anything, you know, from you, like just really learning about the other person, what they do. Um, and, you know, down the road, like as you build that relationship, it's a potential that you could become each other's clients or be able to refer each other. Um, so I really like being able to connect on that level and then also inviting them into my group um, because, again, want to continue to build that relationship. Um, and as far as referrals and like word of mouth, it really, it's come down to the same thing. Um, I've built those relationships so that my clients, you know, they trust me. They want to share my name. They feel comfortable that I'm going to do other people um, a good service as well. And so I feel that, you know, it's just, being authentic and really not trying to be pushy. Um, but at the same time, it's also important to make sure to ask for those referrals too. Um, I know it's something I'm a little bit more timid with, but I've in the past year gained a lot of um, confidence in asking for things because if we don't ask for things, no one's necessarily just going to hand them over. So that's one of my big things true. people ask for. It. Um, as you mentioned, um, I'm potentially going to be doing a podcast later this year. And so with that, I was like, who can I have, who, who can I have as a guest on this podcast? Like what kind of limits can I reach? And I actually reached out to people that had 
over a million subscribers on social media and had this huge presence. And they actually like came back and were like, yeah, we'll consider this. I mean, if I had never asked, I never would have known. So for me, it's so important to just put yourself out there and ask because you you never know what'll come from it. That is so true. And when you were talking about the copy chat, I was actually thinking like, it's basically like podcasting because um, even just this, you know, we're just having a conversation. I'm getting to know you. And then the listeners are getting to know you as well. So that's even a plus. But as I was looking at your website and looking at your the Facebook group that you have, I was thinking, well, I need this. You know, I, I'm a new business. I need this community. I need these connections. And so, you know, when I first reached out to um, people wanted, you know, asking them to be po- podcast guests or saying that I need guests for my show, I wasn't even really thinking of that aspect like, oh, I might actually use some of these services that people offer. I was just thinking of it like, how can I help moms who want to stay at home and need to earn at least $2,000 a month learn about all the different ways out there? So, um, but, you know, I've just made so many awesome connections. And I'm the same way with my podcast. I actually reached out to, it was kind of like my dream guest. And I was thinking like, okay, this person is way out of my league. Like she is so busy. She's runs this multi-million dollar company. Like there's no way she's even going to have time to read my email, let alone be on my podcast, but I'll just put it out there, you know? And within two days, she responded and said that she will come on the podcast. And I was just like, yeah, if you don't ask, it won't happen. But if you ask, it it can open so many doors. And just the fact that she responded was like, okay, that gives me more confidence, you know, to reach out to even more people. So I love that. Um, I want you to talk a little bit more. You mentioned about having or gaining a lot of confidence over this last year. I want you to talk a little bit more about that and about any other ways that you know, starting your own business has really changed you or helped you grow? Yeah. So I, I mean, I've been kind of on a a confidence journey in my personal life for the past five or six years. And it's really been helpful to kind of like implement things in my life um, that will, you know, better me. And I noticed, so I went back to school a couple of years ago, got my degree And then realized that I've always hated public speaking, Um, absolute terrified, didn't like it at all. And I made it a personal and a now professional goal to do as much public speaking as possible as I grow, because I know that that's like when I can get comfortable on a stage in front of thousands of people, that to me is like, okay, I am confident if I can do that, because that is like my biggest fear right there. Um, and so for me, you know, I've really set up a really good ritual for myself as well. Um, as you mentioned before, like there's anxiety with starting a new business and jumping into something new. And of course, imposter syndrome jumps in from time to time too. And I, you know, just like everyone else, I do have those, those worries and concerns and struggles. Um, but I actually start my day off with a brief meditation and I also read Um, an inspirational and motivational book um, to get me started. And so what that does is it puts me in the right headspace 
so that I can start my day and feel a little bit more confident overall knowing like, okay, I can overcome, you know, my fears, I can overcome any of the challenges that are, you know, sprung upon me. So it definitely, it's a work in progress. Um, And same thing with the business. I mean, once you start your business, it's always nerve wracking because you don't know where the next client's going to come from. And then when you get a regular client, you don't know when it's going to end, right? I mean, it could be a relationship for years or it could just be a couple months. So there's always, um, you know, you really have to have a tough skin to own your own business. Um, But getting started, I mean, it doesn't have to be horrible. (laughs) You just have to, um, one of the new focuses I'm doing is helping my clients get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And there's really a fine balance in running a business of being comfortable with some aspects. Like it's nice to have, you know, consistent clients, um, but also getting uncomfortable by, you know, kind of stepping outside your bounds and outside your comfort zone and asking people for new things or raising your prices. Like um, if you can't always be comfortable, you have to, you know, kind of live in that, that space where you just, you are a little bit nervous, but if you don't, um, if you're not taking risk at all, then it's going to be really hard for you to find success in your business. That's so good. Get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And I'm sure that as you look back now, there's probably things that you're comfortable with now that a year ago were very uncomfortable. And so as you push yourself to do those uncomfortable things, your comfort zone grows and expands to where you have to keep pushing and pushing, you know, beyond those boundaries. But you're so right. I mean, if we don't do that, then we don't grow. And we don't really open ourselves up to the possibilities. Do you see yourself keeping this business kind of right at that 10 hours, 10 hours to 15 hours a week? Um, for, you know, while your daughter is little? Or how do you see that transforming over the next couple of years? Yeah, so I'm hoping to never have to work full time again in my life. (laughs) Um, So with that, I mean, I would like to max out at 20 hours. But, um, you know, reality of things, uh, where is my time going to go when I'm not taking like right now, I can't envision where my time would go otherwise, because all day I just, you know, I'm watching my daughter, I'm teaching her things, I'm feeding her, changing diapers. So um, at this point, it feels like it takes up all of my life. So I mean, once she's back in school, um, or once she goes to school, I may consider taking on more hours. Um, But ultimately, I would love to just, you know, 20 to 30 at max, so that I can enjoy other things that are not work. Um, I run a fertility support group, I'm on the board for Um, a fertility organization that raises money for grants for those going through fertility treatment. So, I mean, being able to kind of maintain these things while also adding on, I love to, you know, do some fun things like belly dancing and learning to play my cello that I, that's been sitting in there since I had my daughter. So um, I would rather have more time for fun activities in my life than just living life versus just working. So if I could keep it to, 20 to 30 max, that would be amazing. Oh, that would be amazing. And I love it. And I, I think that, you know, in this, in these times that we live in with the technology that we have and just the time management tools that we have, it's possible. I mean, it's possible to make more than 
a full-time living working less hours. And I also did see um, on your website, uh, you were talking about, um, there was a section talking about who is this good for, who are my services good for, and who is this not good for? And I had to laugh a little bit when you said, it's not a good fit for hustlers who talk about the 24-7 grind. Around here, we work smarter, not harder. And I love that because I think that there's a shift. I, I do think that we're shifting out of that now, but I do think that for many, many years, that 24-7 grind was put on a pedestal. You know, people who can just work, 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 and people who are willing to just go at it all the time. I mean, they were really looked at as like, wow, you have a great work ethic. You know, you work really hard. You deserve everything you have. But now I do think that there's a little bit more of a shift going towards, okay, but we also want to enjoy life. <laughs> we don't want to just be grinding all the time. And being able to, um, you know, give back to things that are important to you, like for, in your case with the fertility support group and being in, in that organization and helping people fulfill their dreams to become parents I mean, that type of work is so fulfilling, but that's not something that you're going to be able to make money at. So you need to be able to have something that allows you to make the full-time income, but then still give you time to do those things that are close to your heart. Uh, so I really did love that you, you know, that you put that right out there for people so they know this, this isn't the right place for you if that's your expectation. Yes, and... I mean, I used to have a hustle mindset myself, um, always working two jobs um, to make ends meet, but also to have extra money and to, you know, I don't know, I felt like I wasn't being productive. Um, but I got into a place in my life where I realized I'm not really enjoying this, though. Like, I have no time for, you know, life, right? And unfortunately, too, I watched my dad um, bust his butt his whole life and his company ended up folding up and he lost all his pension and everything that he had worked so hard for. And it was like eye opening to me that, you know, we could work, you know, tooth and bone, right. And end up with nothing at the end of the day. So I would rather enjoy the journey and not just be focused on, you know, retirement in, you know, so many years that may never even come. So I definitely have shifted my mindset for sure. Wow. Yeah, that's so true. Also, I wanted to ask you, for moms who are wanting to, um, you know, go this route where maybe starting their own business, um, maybe starting out with virtual assisting or social media management, um, what type of what type of special equipment, skills, personality, and then also um, financial investment is required for something just to get started. Yeah. So becoming a VA, I think um, it's a great career starter because it allows you to really experiment. Like you can find, you know, figure out what your skills are and put those to use. Um, I mean, a lot of it starts off with admin work. So you know, responding to emails, organizing emails, um, organizing files, um, you know, doing some social media work, all the little basic stuff. Um, so what I usually recommend to people is to kind of make a list of what your skills are 
And maybe you've never, you know, specifically worked in social media or you've never helped somebody else, you know, do admin work, but you had a job where you're managing your own email. Like you can manage email, like if you have that experience. So it's really a matter of just kind of figuring out what your, what your niche is or like what kind of skills you have. Um, I personally went into it with no investment. I don't think it's necessarily required that you have to put money in right away. Um, so about the four month mark, I was making money, um, enough money that I could afford to like pay for things. So I, at that point did start investing in my business and I was able to create my LLC, um, officially become fearless and address. And then from there to start to buy some tools um, like Canva. I mean, Canva is like my lifesaver. So I have to use the pro version. Um, depending what kind of business you're in, I use, you know, a calendar app because I do set up a lot of appointments with my clients. Um, I really think though minimal investment is necessary, um, at least until you really know what you want to do. And so that would be some advice I'd offer too, is if you're going to go into um you know, virtual assisting to kind of niche down, figure out what you're good at and what you love. Um, once you kind of narrow that down, it'll be a lot easier to find your audience. Um, until that point, it can be you kind of chasing your audience around trying to find the right people because you're not targeting a specific audience and they don't know, like nobody necessarily knows what you have to offer, right? So um, the sooner you can figure out what your specific niche is, and, you know, it doesn't have to be something that's already done. I mean, it can be something that's already out there as well. Um, and you just add your own twist to it. So really being your authentic self and bringing your personality to the table. Because people are, when they're working with service industry, they're working with that person. It's not just the service. It's who you're dealing with, who you're, you know, having those communications with. That's great advice. And if somebody... Uh wants to get started or, you know, they need a little bit of help. Maybe they need some handholding. How can they connect with you best and, and get that help from you? Yeah. So I'm always here to help. Um, I do have my Facebook community, um, which is, I don't know the exact link, but I believe you'll connect them with that link. But in yes. my Facebook community, um, I'm always offering, you know, free advice, free tips. It's an, a community where we have um, networking events once a month called Brunch Connection. It's a very down-to-earth um, talk. We don't, you know, it's semi about business, but also about just, you know, running as an entrepreneur. Um, I'm also can be found at fearlessandaddress.com um, if you'd ever like to set up a free consultation um, in that consultation, we meet for about 30 minutes. I can introduce myself to you, learn more about your business, but also give you a little bit of um, a step up in the right direction towards building your strategy. Um, that's really what I focus on is building that solid foundation. And I think it's so important, um, especially when you're starting out to start off on the right foot and to know kind of the direction you're going in. I love that. Yes, I will link to all of the ways to get in touch with you in the show notes. I am joining your Facebook group as soon as we get off the call. And um, I love what you said too about at first you just, 
you know, got yourself out there with no investment just to start making some money. And then once you start, you were starting to make some money, then you reinvested into your business. And I think um, for those of us moms who are starting on a very, very um, tight budget and we need all of the income flow that we can get, that is such good advice. You know, not all of us have just spare cash to throw into building a business right away, but if we can invest into it over time, that is such, such good advice. Well, Heather, I want to thank you for being here and thank you for sharing so many nuggets with us today. Thank you for having me. It's been a joy talking with you and I'm really hoping that your audience finds this valuable and uh, can't wait to stay in touch. The goal of this podcast is to inspire and encourage as many moms as possible to design their lives in a way that allows them to have freedom and flexibility to spend as much time with their kids as possible and earn the income they need for their families. You can help me reach more moms by subscribing to, reviewing, and sharing the podcast. I love connecting with my listeners. So reach out and leave a review. If you have an idea for someone who should be a guest on the show, or you would like me to find a guest in a specific field, let me know. I'm here to serve you. Join me next week for another episode of the Capital Mom Podcast.